Warning, the following is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page, join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also, you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, Do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Hey guys, I'm Casey. And I'm Daniel. And we are Dancy True Crime. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. How was your day? It was decent. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. How was your day and your week? Uh, Busy. Um, It was definitely a different kind of week. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's going to happen. So, but uh, I've got a very interesting story for you this week. Awesome. Let's hear it. So who are we talking about today? We are talking about Edward Pennell. Okay. He is labeled as the Beast of Jersey. Okay. Now, I tried to get a little bit more information from my buddy, Dan Hansen, but uh, unfortunately, he was having some uh, issues with some of his doggos, uh, the little puppies, and so he had to get them taken care of, so I wasn't able to get some more information, so... We really hope that your doggos are doing better if you're listening, Dan. Yeah, definitely. So, because he had, uh, was making it sound like he definitely had some more insight on this one for us. but um, So, we might have a part two to this one, then? Is that what you're saying? Or maybe even a collaboration with him? I'm, I'm crossing fingers. I was really hoping that we could do that. But, uh, yeah. So, um it, it, it could be, or just like even a little mini series, or yeah, or even a bonus. Yes, a little bonus. Okay. So, but uh, typically the stories that we've been talking about have been about serial killers, and then you had talked about a spree killer. Yeah. But for today's episode, it's on a different spectrum. Okay. We are talking about a serial rapist. Interesting. So I got to start off by asking, do you know what a serial rapist is? I mean, I imagine it's somebody going out and raping people, a bunch of people. Okay, you got part of it. So I actually looked into that because I wanted to get the actual definition or one of the definitions from this is from Wikipedia. 
So what is a serial rapist? A serial rapist is someone who commits multiple rapes with multiple victims or a single victim repeatedly over a period of time. Some serial rapists target children. So Oof. that's what I was able to find out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Th that's going to be rough. Yeah, that's why I was saying this one is uh, – but it's it's definitely – so let that be an extra warning to you guys. Yeah, if we have any young listeners out there, it, it may be a little bit more rough or for those that have children. Yeah, this is, we. I mean, we already have a warning in there that, you know, this is for mature audiences only. But so you have been advised. Yeah, because there is one story in here that it, it hits and from, I listened to about four or five different podcasts and all the stories are about the same. And on this one, we'll get to it in a little bit. You are probably going to have a few questions in the comments. I am definitely looking forward to what you have to say and what your thoughts are. But we'll go and start it out. So Edward Pennell, he was born in 1925. But we don't have much information on where his whereabouts, the parents, nothing. Okay. So, unfortunately, I, I couldn't find anything in any of my research on any of the podcasts I listened to. There was – it was almost like he was a ghost. Really? Okay. So, but um, how he kind of got his name was just pretty much from how he did his – how he did – how he got into the houses, how he approached everybody. So – Another thing to be asking you, and we'll, we'll go and start out like this too, is are you much into the horror movies? Always. Always. Michael Myers? Oh, yeah. Okay. So for his get up, he, it reminds people a little bit of the whole Michael Myers mask. Uh, he had a white mask, and they're like, it, they were saying that, you know, it kind of looked like, that it was kind of pasted onto him. Crazy thing is, when he put on his mask, here's an interesting thing. Instead of kind of like having a string or something to kind of keep it on, no, old boy used tape. Like he taped a mask to yeah. his face. Yeah. What? Yeah. I hope you have pictures so we can post. I those. will post the pictures, but I absolutely don't think it, I don't that think would it's, be. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Just, could, do you have a picture you could show me? Oh, let me pull that up real quick. Here's kind oh, of that is creepy. Yeah, but his getup gets even more crazy because what on his oh coat? My goodness. If you can see a little bit here, he's got nails sticking out on the shoulders. What on his lapel? On these ones, you can't. So, what is a lapel? The lapel is like the corner piece of the coat, or okay. like the strip almost. Okay. And then I'll have to make sure to post this one. But he even had bracelets with nails sticking out. Oh of them. my goodness! Reason for some of this, and we'll go in a little bit more detail later. You guys can see these pictures on our Facebook page, and that's Dancy True Crime, D A N S I True Crime. But the reason for all of this is in case he ever got attacked or arrested, he could basically hit them. He could hit them or he would not be able to get arrested. Right. Or if the some of the victims, if they were tried to fight him off, they would end up getting hurt. 
Yeah. Which later on down the road, some of them did get hurt because they did try to fend him off. Imagine him trying to come at you. That's just scary. Yeah. But by the time he started doing all this, old boy was already in his mid-40s. What? Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So he, it started off his first real run-in with the cops. He was about 13 or so. And this is around, I do believe, World War II when the Germans were over in the Canal Islands. So when we talk about the Jersey Beast, that was his nickname. We're not so talking about. So is this in like our New Jersey? Or... No. Oh yeah, no. I forgot this is yeah. our first case this overseas. First case overseas. So where is all this located? So like, it's over like at? in the United Kingdom type area. Okay. Yeah. The island so like of what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was just he was terrorized um, in the Canal Islands of the Jersey between 1957 and 1971. A total of 13 counts of an assault, rape, and sodomy. Sodomy? Sodomy, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And once they took off his mask, they, he was just like your every, everyday family man. Yeah, but aren't all, like most? Most of them are, yeah. Yeah, he was married. He had a couple stepkids, if I remember correctly. Him and his wife had a child. Uh, later on down the road, after everything was all said and done, his wife ended up writing a book really? about this. Oh I didn't goodness. get a look into that because the rumor had it that with the book, you were only able to find it like over in the UK or something. And it was mm. like really expensive. Oh, wow. So, but, and he was ended up being in um, a little bit of sadist type ordeals. And he was just, and there was no, uh, we, nothing to f- actually say what got him into all of this, but he just the upbringing he was adopted and yet again it didn't really say much about his childhood. But growing up, he met his wife. They worked in a foster home, so he had unfortunately he had access to a lot of children. So we're not for sure if that's exactly where it all started, but there was a rumor that between the help and the kids there, he did attack some of them, typically between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. And with some of this also... So like when his family was sleeping, he was out terrorizing the town. Exactly. And this is another reason why... I was really hoping that Dan Hansen would have been able to help out on this because he was also making it sound like that he had an accomplice. So we don't know if it could have been his wife or somebody else. Okay. But how it all happened was, so the first attack was at the Monte uh, Abbey district. And he was going after a woman at a bus stop. What he does is he attacks her with a rope around the neck, forces her to a nearby field, rapes her, and leaves. He just rapes her and leaves? Yeah. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. Wow. So he does this a few times, and he ends up... There was another one, and a nurse... I believe just getting off her shift, 20 year old. And 
Same thing. Grabs a rope. Wraps around her neck. No one's around. Takes her to a field. Rapes her. Just goes. And with being in the 60s, you know, we don't have much to go on. They're like, okay, well, you got a lot going on, so... Right, and DNA wasn't really... I mean, obviously, everybody had DNA, but they didn't really have a way to test it back then. Right, right. So, it goes on a couple more times, and then in July of... Once in July, and again in October of 1959, and then... All the women that were attacked, they described him as having a musty stench. And within a year, the smell starts going to houses. So he goes from, he goes from, you know, going from outside of the houses. And he's getting a little bit more adventurous and he wants to break into houses. And of course, back then, you know, people, they're not locking doors. They're not locking windows. Right, right. And, you know, it's even though he's not murdering them, it's he's still escalating. Exactly. Oh, and speaking of escalating, he gets even more adventurous. Not only does he sneak into the houses, he's got his get up on the mask, the coat with the spikes, nails. No, every now and then he decides he's going to take off the mask. So his victims can see his face. What? Yes. Yes. And, you know, for starters, you know, he'd been going after, he's been going after the adults. He's been going after, you know, the mid mid 20s. But then he decides, you know what? He's going to change it up. He's going after little boys now. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. There was an eight year old boy. Took him out from his house, took him into a nearby field, does his thing, takes him home, sets him on his porch. Just sets him on, at least he took him home. And tells his parents, do not say a word to them on what had happened. And he did that with a few of the boys. That is horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just... You don't touch little boys. You no. don't touch little girls. You don't touch children, period. Right. Do not touch children. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's utterly disgusting and disrespectful. And here's the story that really got me. And this is the one I was telling you earlier that it's going to, you're not going to like this one either. One point, he decides he's going to target. A 43-year-old woman in a remote cottage. She is awoken by an alarming noise at 1.30 a.m. She tried calling the police, but Pennell had cut the phone line. Though he violently confronted her, she was able to escape and find help. Only to return to her house to find out that her 14-year-old daughter was left behind and raped. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another story went that she had heard her daughter come down. So she knew her daughter was home. So why, why on earth would you knowingly leave your child behind to go get help? Knowing that something could happen. Why not try to fend off the intruder and get your child out? What is your thoughts on that? I would not leave my children 
I would keep myself between whoever and my child. Right. They would have to kill me in order to get to my child. Because that's the thing that just was bothering me to no end. No end at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't just leave. Right. So a little bit more time goes by. All right. So it took long enough, but police began questioning some of the residents with criminal records. With 13 of them, including Pennell, refusing to give up the fingerprints. So definitely back then, they do have access to the fingerprints, but he's like, no thank you. And now they're trying to do a wrongfully accused... Uh, Okay. So later on down the road, they are actually coming across a suspect, but they don't have enough wrongfully accused. This gentleman by the name of Lee Costellos is plastered across newspapers saying that he's the one that's been doing all these murders. And he's just like some old gentleman that just kind of minds his own business. And get this, though. They exercise him pretty much. They tell him to go to a little island. Stays out there for about 10 years because they're thinking it's him. Yeah, no. Time goes by. They find out it's Pinnell. They allow this guy to come back or whatever. No, he's still... He just wants to stay himself, and he's old, too, so he just wants to get on with his life and just do his own little thing, but, you know, they they try to burn down his house, they do everything else, and just, you know, finally things calm down when they take him off the island, but, you know, later on, three more children being raped, sodomized by the mask-wearing psychopath by April 1961. So, here's another kicker for you. While all this is going on, Pinnell was volunteering at community homes with children in his care. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. He's playing the role of Santa Claus. He has access to the children. He has access to the staff, orphans, and he's just being asked to assist. Those poor women and children. Right. And it's... Little boys. Oh, my goodness. I could... No. Yeah. You don't touch children. No, no. And while none of this has been reported, but finally Scott and Yard are called in to, you know, try to profile their suspect. But even still, they're still having a little trouble. But finally, though... Here is when he gets caught. He is on his way to a sex party. That sounds like fun, though. Because with him, (laughs) he was... That's where they think some of this had come to play is because he was into some of that crazy stuff back then. So... He ends up going, what was it, 55? He was, he, was, he was pretty much speeding, going to this party, going through a red light, gets pulled over. Cops 
look through his car, whatever. They find the jacket with the mask. They find the spikes. They find the handcuffs. They find the ropes. He knows he's in trouble. Well, yeah. They just found basically your murder kit. Right. And Or not murder kit. Sorry, your rape kit. Right. And they're like, well, what is all this? And he says, well, I'm on my way to a sex party. And I have this jacket with the nail sticking out and the spikes in case someone tries to use karate on me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so he got away with it. No, they, they end up catching him because they end up going to his house. And lo and behold, they find a secret room. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's actually been staking out some of these people. So he's been watching their every moves. He's got pictures of the children, of some of the the ladies. So he knows how to get in, what he needs to do. So his victims, he's been studying and he knows like... Pretty much. How to get to them and when they're alone and everything, basically. Right, right. And this was in July 1971 when he ran that red light and the car was stolen. And it was in St. Heller District. So I'm not for sure where that's at compared to everything else, but we'll have to see if we can find that. Oh, yeah, and they also found a black wig because he was known to want to wear wigs. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely a character. Okay. So after all that... Yeah. (laughs) He just wanted to change his identity to not get caught, basically. Right. So a few other things there. That's different. Yeah. But to each is their own, you know? Yeah. But a couple other things they actually found in there were not only the photographs of local properties. They found a sword. They found an altar covered with books and occult and black magic. So the kind of the story behind the sword was it was a, a replica, I believe, of an old samurai sword. The uh, occult and black magic. I forget the gentleman's name, but he claims, air quotes right now, that he was related to a duke, I think it was, from back in the 16th century okay it was in one of the podcasts i've got i'm gonna have all the links so you guys can listen to all the podcasts um i think it was from black horse um black horse i think that was from the um podcast that they they mentioned about the the cult and uh you guys could be able to for sure find out but those links are on our facebook page so you can always go listen to their podcast as well yes Um, so in case he was wrong about that it it will be on there and you'll be able to see it and i've already reached out to a couple of the um podcasters and let them know hey this is what's going on you guys did a good job on covering the story so but and um he finally went to have his judgment on November 29th. And this was in 1971. How long would you possibly think that they deliberated to find him either guilty or not guilty? Well. Because all the evidence is right there to show that 
I mean, if all the if they have all the evidence that they need, like, do you think it would be something real quick? I think, think it would be something really quick. Yeah, yeah. It actually only took them thirty eight minutes of deliberation. Thirty eight minutes to find him guilty. They already knew he was guilty before they even walked in there to deliberate. Yes, because he was convicted of thirteen counts of the rape, the sexual assault, and sodomy against six of his victims. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison. So the sodomy mean that that was against children? Or does the sodomy mean that like he anally raped them? I think it was both. Okay. I think it was the, um, the sodomy was more towards the boys. Okay. Yes. So poor boys. Yeah. Yeah. You don't touch children. I can't say it enough. You don't touch the children right you don't touch the tiny humans no no and i love that analogy how you put that so yes if you don't know where i got that from gray's anatomy yes i love dr arizona (laughs) robbins sorry if you don't know i'm i love my gray's anatomy oh no you're good you're good (laughs) So, as we were saying, yeah, he was, this took place in 1971, and he was supposed to be sentenced for 30 years. Unfortunately, he was released on good behavior in 1991. So, wait, so how long was he in there for? About 20 years. Okay, so, I mean, he did more than his halftime or whatever. Yeah, so he gets out in 91 but ends up dying of a heart attack three years later. Wow. Yeah. So he did make it back home, but he was still, you know, when he got out, he went home, and everybody was still hounding him and, you know, trying to tell him to get off the island. And, yeah, not even three, well, three years later, he ends up dying from a heart attack. And another thing is, though, even to this day, evidence. He deserved to be sodomized. Right. And even to this day, they're still finding evidence of his abuse at various children's homes continues to surface. So I haven't been able to find anything more on, you know, what other kind of cases, but that's what I've been able to find for the Jersey Beast. The Beast of Jersey. Yeah. So I don't know. That sick motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, was, pardon my French. He was definitely. <laughs> yeah. Because even at first, before he even got his mask, he was just kind of walking around wearing a scarf. Wow. Just anything he could. I just. I can't say it enough. You don't touch children. No. Sorry. This one got to me a little bit because you don't touch children. And I, and I knew it was going to get to you. And I, I tried to get it as best as I could and try not to touch too home because it's just, it is a touchy subject. Hey, it was a request. We'll, we we'll, like I said, we'll do whatever request they send to us. Oh yeah. And it's just, it, I mean, I want to hear it. It just, it makes me so angry when right. people touch children because you don't touch children. Right. Period. And Casey, even if you want to go out and listen to one of the other podcast so you can get a feel for it because most of them range anywhere from 25 minutes up until there was one podcast i listened to it was a two-part so it was like about 
an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, wow. But they went real in depth. So kind of more of the backstory and got into the whole history. So kind of how we're going to do on that one big case that we're doing here in a couple months. Yes. That, the one that we're going to do together. Yes, we're going to do nope. it together. Yes. So when, that's a big surprise, but we get it's closer. a huge case that hits really, really close to home in our hometown. Your hometown. Well, I mean, where we live. Yes, yes. It's not really my hometown either. Well, true. true. You know, but um, <laughs> it's just one that hits really close to home, and that's going to be at minimum of two parts. Yes. Um, so that one's going to be a really big one. So, and another thing though, that I should have mentioned earlier, we should have talked a little bit more that it honestly, it doesn't even say on how he even goes about picking his victims. He probably was just like, Ooh, that person looks like she's fun or that kid looks like I could have some fun with him. Right. Because it's like, you don't touch children. You don't touch children. No. You don't touch children. And with him working, because that's kind of how he ended up meeting his wife, because I do believe her parents owned slash worked in a home for the kids. So, so basically, he used his wife to get to the poor children. Pretty much. And I don't know if his wife was a part of it, but like I said, she she wrote a book, and I will see if I can find the name of that real quick, because... I heard it was a pretty good read, but I just. But yeah, while he's looking that up, this case that we were just talking about, um, the one that it's close to home because it's in our town. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give it away. If you know, you know. But um, it's about a child who was murdered. And there's still no justice. We will see what we can do. But that's all I'm saying. That's fine. That's still a couple months away. That is a big case, and we're we're doing what we can. We're going to try to figure out what we can do to get some involvement going. Sounds good. So, All right, so the book, it just says The Beast of Jersey, and it was written by Joanne Pasnell. So that's Edward's wife, Pasnell. Sorry. Because actually, I've from what I've heard to pronounce the last name, it was pronounced a couple different ways. So if I'm mispronouncing the last name, I do apologize. And apparently, too, there is a movie about the Beast of Jersey, which I did not get a chance to even check out. But we're going to have to, with some of these, we're going to have to start watching the movies. I know you watched a little bit of uh, one of your previous Andrew Kunin, right? Is that Kunin? Kunin is not who you watched. Or Kunin? Yeah, I think you watched uh, some of the Netflix series. I feel like it was on Hulu. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was on Hulu. But I'm just saying, with some of these, yeah, we've got to start watching some of the movies. I do, you know, on mine when there's actually one about it. Right, right, and just like so. for the Star Rock Murders, I really wanted to try to watch that one. It just it didn't quite work out. So, but like we were talking about going forward, we're we're gonna change it up. We're gonna do. We have more. a plan. Yes. 
So we're gonna become st- better. So we will become better. Yes. So we're gonna stick with that. And again, thank you guys for the compliments. I got a couple more this week. Thank oh yeah, you so much. Yeah, very nice. So um, again, we are so close to our first goal, guys. We need eight more followers, eight more, um, and we hit our first goal. That'd be so. Sweet. We're super excited about that. So if you haven't followed already, please follow, follow, follow. Tell all your friends, family, neighbors, anybody and everybody. Yep. And all right, well, I think that's all I have for the Beast of Jersey. And again, I apologize. There's There was just, unfortunately, there was just not that much out there. No matter where I looked, what resources do I Do we have any of the victims' names? No, okay. there was no victims' names. We just have the ages, the one profession, the one guy was a nurse, the others, it just, they were just random neighbors, just random people. Wow. And that's been kind of a trend here lately because we've we've had some where they named the victims and we've had some that they're nameless victims. And... We may have to attempt later on to try to do more of a deep dive and see if we can be able to find out who these victims are because they're they need to we need to know who these victims are. Well, I mean, if they they want their privacy, also we will give them their privacy, right. obviously. But you know i mean especially in cases like that you know right right but like in the murdered cases in the murder cases i absolutely we want to know their names they deserve the justice right as ashley flower says they need you know they they do they need their justice and they we need to know who these people are so and what makes them tick exactly so moving forward then there, Casey, who are we talking about next week? Ooh. Well, oh. next week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Oh, yeah? So I'm not going to tell you who. Okay, well, can you at least tell me? We are talking about, but I will tell you it is a serial killer from Peoria. Oh wow! Um, we got another. And I will one. also tell you that he lived on Star Street in Peoria. Oh shoot! Okay. But I am going to be doing it a little bit different next week. So I mean, obviously, if you know, you know. But this one's gonna leave you asking a lot of questions i'm gonna be scratching my head and be like yeah and it's i got a lot of information i have been doing a deep dive i'm you know i'm already so is this going to be a little bit of a longer episode more than it's either going to be a longer episode or possibly even a two-part episode already okay well that's that's good though because we can get longer episodes start getting two-part series here and there i'm game yeah, so... All right, I am very excited. So, and then also, on a different note, guys, we're still having some small issues on trying to get the video for YouTube. So, if anybody can help us out on how to get that up and going, that would be amazing so we can get audio and video. Or even if you possibly even have an old camera that we could potentially 
have or buy off of you. Um, Any kind of resources, guys. Yeah. Anything that could help us. We would definitely appreciate all that. So, because right now we're doing all of our video on our phones. And that's a big part of why we're having issues with being able to upload it. But we both know, too, that's how everybody started. Most people, that's how they started was from their phones. Exactly. So, we're just doing how everybody else did. Yeah, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Right now we're still at the bottom, but we'll be... That's right. Eventually we'll be seeing that. Exactly. (laughs) So, well, all right, Casey, I I think that's everything. So, for right now, I guess we will see... We will see you next week, and you guys enjoy your week. Again, Happy New Year. We love you guys. And we'll see you next time, Dancy fam. I'm Daniel. I'm Casey, and again, this is Dancy True Crime. See you guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page. Join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also, you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share the, our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.